Welcome to Love, Sex, and Relationships with the Professor and Professor T. Love. And tonight we are going to have a great conversation, but I think it may wind up being two parts because we said we were going to talk about narcissists and toxic relationships. But I see that um, narcissism is going to be pretty intense, but we're going to try to go over them because I found great information. And we're going to cover first narcissists. So there is a great article that's found on Psychology Today that covers eight signs you're in a relationship with a sexual narcissist which is pretty interesting that many people may encounter and don't realize when they're in a relationship with someone. And this can also explain why so many of us engage in sexual activity with someone before we are mentally ready. Most of us think when I say something like that, you think, well, that should apply to someone that's under 20 or in their early 20s. But a lot of times it applies to us over 20, in our 30s, 40s, 50s, and even 60s. So people rush, have a tendency to rush into sexual relationships or make a relationship sexually based too soon. What do you think about that? Well, <laughs> well, you know, I, I think, you know, there's a lot more to, you know, what meets the eye when it comes to, you know, you're talking about um, being in a relationship with a sexual narcissist and I find that kind of amazing that we're talking about that but it's you know I didn't know that there were so many levels to that you know being a sexual yes. narcissist you know but it's but what you find about what the one thing that a narcissist does they do things for their own gratification even though they, they mm -hmm. want to give you the impression that they're gratifying you and they're loving on you <laughs> the way that they, they're supposed to, well, not supposed to, the way they think they're loving it and make you think in your mind that they're loving on you um, the same way, but it's not so because it's all about mm -hmm. their own satisfaction and, and it's beyond selfishness, actually. You know, we're all mm -hmm. selfish, but I think mm -hmm. it goes a little bit deeper than selfishness. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, pa it's like you're a pathological liar, you know, mm -hmm. and even though they don't say that, um, you're, you're, you, you know, you're, you're, you, you're, you're saying, you're saying what they want to hear. You're saying what you, what you want your partner to hear, but it's not true because mm -hmm. your actions mm -hmm. Like they always say, your actions speak louder than your words. And uh, what I find is that you're really like a path, you, not really, you are a pathological liar. Mm -hmm. You know, because there are some, you know, there's some habits that you have that show that you're a pathological liar. And um, you need to be able right. to, to see those signs. Right. Well, the, the thing is to... Um, that's where the confusing part can come in between a pathological liar and someone who is a narcissist. Mm -hmm. Generally, a, a narcissist is someone who is extremely self-absorbed. Mm -hmm. So when we say that the person is a sexual narcissist, 
even during that most intimate time between a man and a woman or a woman and a woman or a uh, man and a man, whatever you're into, there is one that is going to be so self-absorbed sexually and your gratification will not be high on their priority list. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, one of the traits associated with a sexual narcissist is they can be very charming and romantic at first glance. Meaning when you first get involved with them, they're, they're whining you, dining you, and they give you everything as far as that charm and romance that is associated with um, courtship. But the problem is, can they maintain it? This is where you start to see the change. Some of them, or some narcissists, or some people who are natural narcissists, can maintain it for a period of time. But then that's when it it mixes in with their selfishness, as you pointed out. And it will, they'll become these, it'll appear like they're becoming a pathological liar. Or we'll just say a liar for this argument. But most of the time, you know, they are the most charismatic salesperson. They can sell you whatever you need, but they also remember a natural predator. Natural predators are going to give you what you need to bait you into becoming part of, what, of, of their prey. So what what do you think about um, those thoughts? Well, that sounds kind of scary to me. Um, <laughs> Absolutely, know, I mean, like, especially the way I said it. You're right. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, that sounds serial, like a serial killerish. Uh, you know, meaning where <laughs> you know, I don't know. Those of you listening out there, you know, can understand what's going on here, but. Um, it sounds kind of scary, and, and and when we pull back and we look at it, it is kind of scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, their whole game is, you know, they may be very good in bed, or at least they, you know, according to what these eight traits are, as far as being charming and romantic, you know, they can mm-hmm. be um, very good in bed, at least they think they are. And they use mm-hmm. sex. Well, remember, we, we, they didn't even get to the bedroom part. Right. This is just the but, package that they're selling you. Right, but they're selling... First. But remember, we're talking about, you know, that they're sexual narcissists. So, so, right. But, right, but the thing is, is that they use... It's like entrapment. You know, they use... <laughs> okay. Right, they use, um, you know giving you gifts they make you feel special try to you know when we talked about the art of seduction where you know you know they flirt with you give you gifts and take you out to dinner and getaways and make you feel like you on top of the world and you know Mm -hmm. but that is all to persuade you to give you you know to give them what they want not what you want Mm -hmm. You mm-hmm. know, and it's the, and and something like that. There's an emptiness to that, because of the fact that this is they're doing that to manipulate you. And like I said, the word entrap is to mm-hmm. entrap you. You know, so um, you you know you you, you got to be a little wary about that. You know, because there are mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, 
there are some very charming and romantic people out here, and they're sincerely charming and romantic, and they that's who they are. But there's a lot of people out here that they use charm and romance to as a catch to get you to lure you. Mm-hmm. So what do you what what do you what do you feel about that? Because that sounds to me, you know, that's 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 like you're laying a you're laying a, a trap for me. Well, basically, to a degree, it is because what they do is during that initial courtship process, um, it is a it is a form of entrapment. It's a form of entice and um, enticing you. You know, that's why this is the fir- one of the first signs of a sexual narcissist. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It can appear to be scary, and you're right. There are many people out there who are naturally charming and um, loving. Mm-hmm. But a sexual narcissist will start off that way, and it is um, over time where it is the mixing of the two, meaning they can... Some of them can maintain this charming appearance and romantic appearance, but yet um, integrate uh, emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. And this is where a, a toxic relationship would form. So you're right, it is scary, but this is how a lot of people get caught up in that. And self-esteem is lost. And this oh. is why so many people... Um, namely, I'm going to say mainly women who may suffer from self-esteem issues because a narcissist would still be charming but then turn around and explain or tell them how, you know, oh, you, you know, you got a lot of fat, you're getting out of shape or um, things like that. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, so it, it, it becomes a fine, it becomes an inter woven thing over a period of time. Mm-hmm. But the initial courtship is, is one of a, almost can be whirlwind. Mm-hmm. So um, you're right, it is. It can be scary, but this is really not to scare anyone, but just for people to sit back and analyze or just take mental note because a lot of times because uh, people are starved for affection or feel pressured to get into a relationship, we will rush that time and we will rush um, that courtship process and realize, not realizing that you have to take your time with that. Even if someone is as charming as the best salesperson in the world, you still need to give yourself time, the relationship time, and to see how much can be revealed about that person soon enough. Okay. So we're gonna go to the second one. Is that okay with you, Professor yeah, you, Cilio? Yeah. You, um. Yeah. That's a. Yeah. You know. You really do need to give yourself time. And I think people mm-hmm. that are are like what you said. They tend to rush into the relationship. Not only the relationship. They may even rush to get married. And, exactly. You know, exactly. and they thinking, exactly. you know, they thinking if they get married, you know what I'm saying, um, that you know, um, you know, they're ready for it and the whole nine, but not really. They're not ready for it. They're just doing it because exactly. they're doing it because maybe the other person wants to wants to do it, and not necessarily themselves. They want to get married. So let's go on to number two. What is number two, Professor? 
The number two uh, sign is excessive focus on performance and approval. What um, the breakdown of this is, believe it or not, a narcissist craves approval and is sensitive, they're extremely sensitive to criticism. So even though they are self-absorbed, they want to be seen in the highest regard. So they will devote, okay, and this will become a devotion, which can be a scary thing. Um, They'll devote a, a large amount of their energy to please you sexually, and they'll do whatever that is to satisfy you or to get you to the highest level of satisfaction with them. And if they can go beyond that, they're going to go beyond that point. So, and, so, um, mm-hmm. go ahead. So, so that sounds like they have, have a tendency to overdo it, meaning that since that's all that they're leaning on is performing, um, they figure if they overperform, you know, this will, like, for instance, you know, some people, you know, some people really do focus hard on making you, um, making you reach an orgasm and they get mm-hmm. very disappointed if you don't reach an orgasm, mm-hmm. you know, and not, you know, you thinking you would get upset, but they get ups- upset mm-hmm. because their focus is only on that is to, mm-hmm. to help you achieve that orgasm. And if the, and if you don't achieve that orgasm you have failed mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and, right. and a lot of people don't seem to understand or at least I feel that you know when you're intimate with someone and you're only focusing on that now it's great that you can achieve an orgasm that's important it is but if you think that the only reason why you got in bed with the person or you have relations with them um, and and you're you're looking like you know you're treating the orgasm like you're putting a notch on your belt, but the thing mm-hmm. is is that you know you're being intimate. Intimate is just not only an orgasm. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like that that focus on performance and your approval. You know, did I do a good job? Did I do a good job? Or, you know, did I make you achieve your orgasm and you know, not thinking about all the other things, you know, just the, you know, the fact that you cuddle together and that you're enjoying being in, in each other's arms, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just the fact that, you know, you're both spending time with one another, but the only thing that comes mm-hmm. out your mouth is, did I do it? Did I do it right? Did I, did, you mm-hmm. know, did I meet your approval? And, you know, I, you know, I'm the best at this and, you know, this whole crap. You know, what do you think? Right. You're, you're, you're right. But also remember that this is part of the, this is part of the um, fabric they're weaving because, because they're so um, fixated on pleasing you sexually. You got to also remember for some people, they'll see that, you know, if, especially if they're on the receiving end of that they'll see that as a good thing because this person wants to make me happy, they want to, but it's really part of the game because over a period of time, the sexual narcissist 
will will reveal their true self mm. and what their main mer- purpose is. Because um, what many people suffer from, and um, I'm going to speak about women mainly, uh, or what many women suffer from is the inability or yeah, the inability to not be able to reach uh, sexual gratification. I mean, true sexual gratification for whatever the reason, whether it's fear to do things outside of the norm, they don't understand their bodies, um, insecurities, or self-esteem. So when you come across a person who is going to take the time and they appear to worship your body, they appear to want to please you, they appear to want to satisfy you, and they fixate in on making it seem as if you are their main concern, you are the object of their desire, that they want to worship you, the God, then a lot of times um, women can fall victim to that because when they do succeed, now that they, they've fully entrapped you and, and have the ability to manipulate you to what they need and what they want. Because once you once you satisfy them satisfy them, then it becomes an addiction. Great sex is an addiction, okay? Mm-hmm. Because um, good sex in the brain, uh, you know, when you have good sex, it releases the same chemical that's found when cocaine is in somebody's body. Mm. So there, there's a method to the madness. Okay. Is what I'm trying to point out. So basically they're getting high off their own, it's like they're getting right. high it's, off their own <laughs> adrenaline. Exactly. And if they can reach, if they can quote unquote slay you and get you to a point of total satisfaction or close to that, then they, they're achieving part of their goal because they do ultimately there's a mission involved mm. you know and that is to capture you mm-hmm. to make you um, long for them because then um, if you long for somebody then you're easily manipulated okay, okay in so different ways and different forms go ahead so, mm-hmm. so you, it's like you're getting strung out you know you're getting basically <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, yeah you're getting strung out on them and, exactly and that's um, what they want Right, and 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 because whatever they whatever they putting on you, um, is intoxicating, mm-hmm. and it's intoxicating to you because, you know, I mean, let's face it, if somebody is really putting it on you, you do get high off of that, you know. Let's be real, of and, course. And you know, some of you out there may not admit that, you know, but <laughs> but the reality is, if somebody putting it on you, good. You do get intoxicated off of that, and there's a, right. a there's a euphoria that goes with that, and and what happens is that is to hook you, you know, because now mm-hmm. you open. See, now you done got high, you strung out now, and remember, you know, we're all human beings, so you know we're vulnerable to these things. So when we get that appearance, or it appears to be where that you know and then we somehow translate that euphoria or that intoxicating sex into love and it's not love it's mm-hmm. not love exactly. mm-hmm. it's not love you know cause you know it's like 
you know, when you have good sex, it can make you high. It could make you high because remember, like you said, them endorphins is, is running into overtime, you know, but but mm-hmm. then it's not love, you know. It's, it's just a sex act. It's not love. And we got to be clear about that. And a lot of times, and as women, you know, I don't care if you're gay or straight, that intoxication with the sex makes us think they love us and that's where mm-hmm. we run into a problem do you Correct. do you Correct. agree with do you agree with that uh, yes it does it does become a problem especially like I, uh, I pointed out um, when you don't know how to you don't know what it takes to satisfy you that's when um, or what you would like because mm-hmm. not only you're empowering that person because they figured it out mm-hmm. you know they you know they figured out um, what buttons to press or what to do to get you to a certain level and if you had no general clue or general idea about that once you've empowered them then that can eventually be turned against you right and now you are now an addict to them because right. they have they have your fix which is them and right. in some cases they will uh, uh, use and that. So, so, and so mm-hmm. like you like a junkie and you strung out, okay? Mm-hmm. You get strung mm-hmm. out. And mm-hmm. and what I, now I'm understanding where you're coming from with that um, because you get mm-hmm. strung out. So, you know, so it's like whatever they put down on you. See, they manip- they've already manipulated you because... They figured whatever they put down on you, you're going to go, ah, <laughs> you're going to get excited. <laughs> you understand of course. Well, a lot of times we do. Right, we, and a lot of times do. we do. We do. We get excited. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, you know, you know, you, it's like, I can't wait. Well, can't wait for what? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What is it you exactly. can't wait for? Because it's not love. They're not in love with you. So what, <laughs> so what exactly oh, no. you can't wait for? You to know, get that high. To get that high, right. You know, because they really put it on me tonight, and I can't I can't wait. And and, and, it's, and I'm glad we're talking about this because, you know, <laughs> it just makes you, <laughs> it just makes you think. You're like, you get, you know, you do, listen, when you get with someone, you do get excited, and there's a natural excitement um, to want to be with them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you, we got to be careful about what we're getting excited excited about. What exactly are we getting excited about? Are we getting excited about the fact that this is a person that you really enjoy being with? Um, you think about them and, you know, their ways. They have ways that you find very positive. They're uplifting. They're spiritually uplifting. Um not, uh, no, and you know they, you know they may be, you know, good looking, or they may not be good looking, you know. But something about their personality makes you think about them on a daily basis. So we got to be very careful about what is it that we're thinking about. You know mm-hmm. what? Well, what is it? Well, also remember too with women, um, the the thing with women is. Um, when someone gets you addicted like that, remember that women are more um, connected to their partner, um, both mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Yes. 
So a lot of times when someone um, gets you addicted, it's beyond just the physicality of it. Mm. It you are now fit. You are mo- um, you are physically connected, but you're also spiritually. So so that's why you have some women who who have been turned out by someone. The mere presence of the person gets them gets their hormones or their body or their nerves or you know heightened mm-hmm. and turned on from that just because that person is in their presence. That's the person true. doesn't even have to touch them, right. you know. And then if the person does speak to them or touch them, then it's another level. Right. And with a sexual narcissist, you can take this and you can you can manipulate and use that in a powerful manner. To make this person do what you want when you want them to, to right. do it. Exactly. You know that's why a lot of times you you will have these uh, these cases, criminal cases, where you know you had this woman or she was a, a meek woman and she got a whole she got involved with this person who basically turned her out and no one understands how she became this bank rob this you know right. serial bank robber or <laughs> you know serial right. rapist or something right. you know it's some extreme case we're like how did that happen you right. know and it happened because of the connection uh-huh. that happens with women that's right. why women have to be a little more mm-hmm. um i see what you're choosy, saying a little more yeah. um yeah yeah careful right. about who they lay down with and allow and who they allow to uh-huh. bring them to that level. Yeah, yeah. You know? And even more so, you're right. And, I, and you know, <laughs> you're right because, you know, when you're a young lady, you're a young girl, you know, teenager, a lot of times, you know, some of us, you know, sometimes our parents didn't sit down with us and tell us, you know what, what you have is a jewel, okay, meaning you, not just only what's between your legs that's a jewel too and you have to be Mm -hmm. careful who you give that to but a lot of time we don't have conversations Mm -hmm. like that 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 deep like what you're Mm -hmm. talking about that you know you are the whole package meaning you're the physical you're the mental and the spiritual and I'm I'm getting chills just talking about this with you because I'm thinking to myself (laughs) when did I have that conversation you know (laughs) You know, you you think about that, and and as you get older, you realize that is important. It is important who you mm-hmm. give those three jewels to, because they are jewels. And you know, mm-hmm. wisdom is w- wisdom is a woman, okay. And we, you know, after a certain part, we we have to gain wisdom about stuff. We have to know that you know I am precious, and as mm-hmm. God made me who I am and I am precious and I have to I have to look out I have to watch out you know with this help you know what I'm saying because we got to be careful who we worship because they become the God you know what I'm saying they want you mm-hmm. to work narcissists want you to worship them they want to be your God whether it's right. a, a man or a woman they want they right. want to be your everything. Nobody is your everything but me. You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. And that's and that's what it comes down to. But let's go to number three. What's the third trait? Of uh, the third one is excessive focus on physical over emotional, meaning that uh, 
a sexual narcissist does not like flaws, physical flaws, any kind of sexual flaw um, on their partner or even themselves. Mm. And the sexual interaction between a sexual narcissist and their partner is no longer about the connectivity of two two beings, but becomes um, an an idyllic image in their head, meaning that they see it as they are ruling over you sexually. So they don't want, and they're ruling over this perfect person or this person who should be as close to perfection as they would like. So they would pick on whatever floor you have. Let's say you have a mole on on your side or something. They would mm-hmm. pick on that, and all of a sudden it would become a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, they would pick on you if you, you know, had extra two love handles or if mm-hmm. you were, you know. So it, it could either go either way. They can pick on your floors if you don't pick on them yourself. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they'll somehow... The, the whole objective is to idolize the actual act between the two beings of perfection. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, listen, a lot of us don't come. We're not perfect packages. And mm-hmm. so what you got, love handles? You know, I didn't get, you know, <laughs> you, know you, you might have, your hips might be a little bit bigger. You might be taller than me. You understand? Um, you know, cause, you know, cause I've, I was told that, you know, if, if, you know, if it wasn't because of my personality, because I was short, they wouldn't holler at me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we, you know, a, a lot of times with a narcissist, they'll tell you, oh, you fat, you getting fat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You need to lose some weight, you know? And, right. And, or it could be even, it could be even more subtle than that. Oh, right. well, you're not as fat. Right. Well, what's as fat? You're fat, right? <laughs> so, as fat as what? You know, let's be clear. You know, I mean, you can, you know, you say, oh, well, you know, you've gained, you know, you've gained some weight, you know, um, but you don't like, you just don't, you know, you just don't stay on it, though. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's very, you know, there's no emotion. You know, it's like, right. you know, it's like there's a disconnect. You know, and and exactly. And, you know what I'm saying? It's like they making love to you, but they ain't making love to you. You understand? They making mm-hmm. love to themselves because they're in love mm-hmm. with how they making love to you. You know, and exactly. and even though you may not, you know, in their eyes, you know, you 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 might be, you know, you you could be, you fat, and you're this and that, but still in their eyes, you know, as long as I look good doing the sex act, that's what counts. You know, oh. and um, I've I've heard of people saying that to me. You know that, you know they were told by their partner, "Oh, you're fat. You know, you're this, you're that. You know what I'm saying? And nah, you need to do something about that. And you know, you didn't marry me because you thought I was Jack Lelaine, okay? You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying now. Don't get me wrong. Let's not get it twisted about not taking care of ourselves and having better health. But let's face it. You didn't get with me because you thought I was Jack Lelaine, right? Okay, so we mm-hmm. both can run around being two Jack Lelanes. And, I, you know, I cracked this joke about Jack Lelaine because, 
you got some people out here that they look down their nose at other people that are what are not what they call fit like them. You understand? But I think sometimes too, they're they're hiding behind that. Narcissists hide behind that. You know, because there's other emotional issues going on. So they hide behind the mm-hmm. fact that they, you know, they figure because they're so super sexy or, you know, they, they, you know, they super fit or they think they're super fit. But see, the thing is, you mm-hmm. might be fit physically, but you ain't fit mentally. Okay. Right. Absolutely. You know, and, um, this, and I feel, you know, and, and there's, you know, you being passionate and tender or vulnerable that's that's not interesting to them in fact mm-hmm. they're very they're very cold you know i find them to be very mm-hmm. cold um but what would be like a, what was what is number four what would be another trait um you exist to serve a narcissist's need oh boy so think about it once that they have you in this state of euphoria and they've helped you know, they've gotten you to this uh, level of being strung out on them. They now only want you when they want you, or even if they're not like that, they only want you when they want you. And they will have you engage in sexual acts that satisfy them mainly. It doesn't matter what your pleasure is anymore or what you want. Mm. And, and, it, and it, in some cases, they'll... Um, require you to reduce your activities so that you can be available when they need you or oh want boy. you. That's selfish. Yeah. I mean, but you have to remember a lot of times they may not say it directly. It may come off as an, a romantic gesture because let's say you're out or you have plans to do something and they'll call you up and say, I want you right now. I want you right now. I don't care what you're doing. Come over here right now. And I want to be with you and I want to see you. So that is what they'll use to entice you and make you feel a certain way. Wow. See what I mean? Yeah. So what do you think about that? Well, you know what? The, yeah. It's, it's like, it's again, they want you to be on call, right? Mm-hmm. So if I tell you to drop everything you're doing and come running, mm-hmm. You come mm-hmm. running. If I tell you, exactly, you know, um, I got some people coming over tonight. You know, I want you to stop what you're doing and and cook dinner for them, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, um, they want their activities to become your activities. So you, mm-hmm. you know, so when you're in a relationship with a person like that, you have no identity. Your identity mm-hmm. becomes their identity. So mm-hmm. whatever they do when you go on trips, they want you to do. They want you to participate. And I'm not saying that you may, you know, there might be some things that you may, you know, you may want to, you know, you may want to do with them. But they feel that you're at their beck and call. So whatever they do, you have to do. And whoever their friends are is your friends, even though they're not your friends. In other words, you be you you're you're you know whatever they do with their friends you accept, but if you try to have a friend or other friends, well where are you going, and who are you going with, 
mm-hmm. and 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 who are they? You understand what I'm saying? And I mm-hmm. think to me that means you're smothering me, okay? Because I, you know, listen, mm-hmm. you you know, everyone has to have their. What makes a relationship very strong is you having your own identity, also. Meaning that when you met me, I have my own identity. And when I'm in a relationship, you respect and acknowledge that I have my own identity. We do things together, but I also mm-hmm. do what I need to do. So meaning that you're not going to totally consume all my time. Your, your time is mm-hmm. not my time. I don't care what you say. Your time is not my time. If I want to go to the movies by myself, I should be able to go to the movies by myself. If I want to hang out with my girlfriends, I should be able to hang out with my girlfriends. They don't have to always meet your approval. You understand what I'm saying? But yet and still, when something's going down with you and whatever you're doing, you want me to drop everything and run. So it's Mm -hmm. like your own needs get dismissed. And they get ignored And you end up getting swallowed up Into their world To me that's not healthy At all Because everyone has to have Some kind of external activity Apart from Their main activity with their partner Because that's what Makes Mm -hmm. them whole But with narcissists they don't see it that way What's 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 the What's a What's a What's a, a, a Fifth uh, trait consistently puts you down. Mm. Wow. Yes. Wow. So a lot of times this is this is it's an intricate web that they're beginning to weave, especially like whether it's a sexual narcissist or it's a, a well, lack of a better term, regular narcissist, because eventually this is where the emotional abuse will come in mm. because they'll find a way to put you out put you down now let's let's be crystal clear on this too a lot of times when people say oh they're going to put you down we we assume that the person is going to put you down in a blatant kind of manner where they'll say yeah you know you look terrible oh my god you're so stupid there are cases when people do that when a narcissist or sexual narcissist may do that but there are also those cases when it's very subtle and it's not as in your face. You know, it's almost like um, a high level of sophisticated insult. Because what they'll do is they'll say, well, you know, you know, it, I know plenty of people who could have done that a lot better than what you did. But I guess what you did is okay. It's all right. It's not nothing you know, special. Oh, well, I guess, you know, yeah, what you did is pretty good, so I guess you didn't do too bad. And when it's consistent like that, that's when it'll become an emotional, it becomes emotional abuse, especially when the person is connected to them or when the person has, the other party has feelings or wants to work the relationship out or try to get the relationship going. That's why I said it's very important that we take our time and, and pay attention to these signs because it's these small little things or these subliminal things that can plant a, a seed in your brain and then they grow because negative thoughts 
uh, take over about at least 75% of the brain's capacity as far as wow. thought process is concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, lar- it's a very large number. That's why it's so important for every negative thing, you have at least three positive things that you say to yourself or mm-hmm. remind yourself about to, because that's a part of, re- of retraining your brain because we have a tendency as humans to hold on to negativity as opposed to sticking to positivity. So what do you think about that? Well, you know, I agree with that because, I, you know, the, the power of, I always say it, and it's in the Bible too, the power of life and death is in the tongue. So you have to be careful what you say to yourself on a daily basis because that will stay with you. So if you talk positive and you have positive affirmations about yourself or about the outcome of things or you just waking up in the morning thanking God, praising him and saying thank you Lord for another day. You know, I know that, you know, you, you will look out for me and my family and I pray um, that my friends and, and family will um, share in your blessings today. It's very important about that. But one thing about um, narcissists is that they try to be tall by cutting off your head, meaning that mm-hmm. they tower over you while your head is off your neck, right? So, mm-hmm. so to hide their insecurity and their inadequacy, they'll put other people down to boost mm-hmm. themselves up or make themselves appear um, desirable or acceptable. Or they'll, they have this tendency to um, not support you, you know, not have your back. Mm-hmm. Or like if you plan mm-hmm. on doing something and you feel it's something that will be positive and also... Um, something that's going to help you with a career or something that's going to help you with a business, you know, they'll tend to shoot mm-hmm. your shoot, shoot your dreams down. And mm-hmm. um, to me, the worst thing that anybody could ever do to you is to shoot, try to shoot your, or belittle you, shoot your dreams down, constantly put you down. In fact, I, I, I equate this with bullying. This is, this is bullying. Okay, I don't care mm-hmm. how you look at it. That's bullying. When you t- when you mm-hmm. constantly put someone down, you try to make yourself mm-hmm. s- seem like you're bigger than them, or you're smarter than them, or you're better than them, mm-hmm. or you look better than them. That's bullying. And I feel to me, mm-hmm. at some point in your life, somebody did that to you. And mm-hmm. when you didn't like it, you turned around and you, d- you instead of correcting it, you did this very same thing. And you know, um, you know they they you know they have a tendency to ridicule you, blame you, shame you, be sarcastic, um, marginalize you, and to me, I think those are the most debilitating things that you can ever do to a person. But it mm-hmm. is, um, it is, it, it is, you know, that's them trying to exercise dominance over you, mm-hmm. and if they feel they can dominate you. They'll dominate. So really, technically, they're in their own personal hell, but they reverse it by putting you in that hell. They make it. They make hell exactly. for you. Okay. They'll make it for you so that they don't have to sit and actually acknowledge that they're in hell themselves and and face mm-hmm. themselves. Because the problem with a narcissist is they don't like to face themselves. They don't see mm-hmm. that they have anything wrong about them, or 
that if you point something out that you think you know they and po- you know constructively still got a problem with that because what do you mean you know uh what do you mean that I don't take care of uh, myself and I look great you know I go to the gym I work out every day I do this blah 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 mm-hmm. blah the rest of y'all gonna be the rest of y'all gonna be fat and die <laughs> you understand what I'm saying and 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 uh, you know. know right the rest of y'all are gonna be fat y'all gonna drop dead you know I'm I'm drinking this beet juice you know always trying to extend the life you know it's nothing wrong with trying to um, be have better health don't get me wrong but I'm gonna tell you something if your time is coming it's coming okay I don't care if you're fat mm-hmm. short tall physically fit not physically mm-hmm. fit. If God's got your number, you're going, okay? But the thing mm-hmm. is, is that you have to have an a, a attitude of of a attitude of gratefulness and thanking God each day that He gives you life and that you can do mm-hmm. what you ha- you know do what you can do. But you don't put other people down. I don't think that's part of what God had in store for you to do is to put somebody else down. Um, because you don't want them to find out that you got some issues too, but you too busy trying to be perfect. Okay. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah. You know? So what's the, what's yeah, the, absolutely. What, I, um, I mean, what, you, what do you think absolutely. about that? I mean, you know, I, I find, you know, you know me, professor, you know, I'm the type that, you know, I, 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 you know, there's a lot of hurt people in this world and I understand that there's so many hurt people. And a lot of times hurt people will hide behind things or they'll make it seem like other people got issues and not them, you know? Mm-hmm. And the first thing in acknowledging that you're hurt is to say that, you know what, I feel pain. I don't know, you know, exactly. and, and I need to talk to somebody or I need to get counseling or whatever, you know. But mm-hmm. when you start taking your pain and then you start beating people over the head with your pain, that's a problem. So, yeah. So, um, what's what's the sixth trait? Which trait number six? Number six is react negatively when you don't give them what they want. Mm. So basically, they throw a tantrum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they um, throw an adult tantrum. Um, They'll give you negative, you know, it, it'll start with anger, okay? The, the basic reactions that they give to you when you don't give them what they want. The first one is anger. The second one is passive aggression and emotional coercion. So um, they'll throw a tantrum, negative judgment, personal attacks and ridicule as far as passive aggression. Um, the cold shoulder, silent treatment will even withhold love and affection from you, and it'll and they'll be very sarcastic, and they'll do a calculated separation, mm. which I thought wow. that was a very interesting term, calculated separation, mm-hmm. which means they'll separate you. Most likely, what it means is they'll uh, separate from the relationship or say they want to end it, and it's not something they're really going to do. It's just to put you in line. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and the other one is emotional coercion, which is calling a partner um, ungrateful, 
mm. um, threatened to hold love, sex, or intimacy, mm. and tend to be more of a narcissist or victim. Mm. So that's their reactions when you don't give them what they want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's plenty of um, examples of that. Mm-hmm. Meaning you don't give them what they want, then all of a sudden you're the bad guy. So they'll throw a tantrum, they'll get mad, slam doors, um, almost like an intimidation factor. So just like you said, they're they're a different form of a bully. Okay, they're just an adult bully. I guess um, bullies are can grow up to be narcissists. So that is what you have to deal with. Um, and then there's the cold shoulder treatment. And all of these things are usually calculated so that eventually they can get what they want and what they're looking for. So what do you think about that? Well, that, that's, that's, that's pretty mean. Because if you're saying that, you know, that, you know, that's mean. That you would withhold or you would decide that you would walk away. You know, and then expect the person to wait for you because you walked away. And who knows how long you're going to walk away. You might walk away for a week, two weeks, a month. Then you may get bold, say, okay, I'm going to walk away for a whole freaking year. I don't care about you. I'm just, I, I just want to deal with me right now and not give no explanation now. Cause you, you know, cause uh-huh. you don't really deserve no explanation for why I walked away. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So you just gonna have to deal, and you just gonna have to accept it. But hello, people out there, no, you don't have to accept that. Hell no, and I'm saying that because if you walk away from me, and you tell, and you don't tell me why you walked away from me, then I don't think I should have to give you any explanation why I don't want to see you again. Okay, I'm, <laughs> exactly. I'm serious about that. You, you know, yes, you, you, we love people and we love them dearly. But when you do stuff like that, that's straight mean. I don't care what anybody says. That's, that's, that's passive aggressive. Meaning that you're giving me the cold shoulder, the silent treatment, you withhold, you're withholding love and affection from me. And then you, then you concocted this scheme that you know I'm supposed to tolerate separating from you. And then you don't give me no explanation. Now I'm supposed to be, now say like you're living together and we supposed to be in the same house and I'm just supposed to understand all of this crap you dealing with, you, you, you giving to me. No, I don't have to understand mm-hmm. because you know why? That is mean. And I think that's where it's abusive and that's mental abuse. That is straight mental abuse when you do stuff like that, okay? It, that's just, it is what it is, you know? And um, I don't know whether that's worth going to, I think the person that does that needs to go to counseling, not you. Because if you're the person that's giving them love and you're, and, and, and you're trying to embrace them a little bit and you're doing that, no, you know, you, I think you need to go see a shrink. You know what I'm saying? And figure out why is why do you really want to be in this relationship? And and in fact, you know what? Learn how to be by yourself. Just be by yourself. 
Because if you don't know how to treat other people, then you need to be by yourself and figure out why you're by yourself. What's causing that? Okay. Um, I, I, I really have a low tolerance level for that because I, I have myself experienced that. And there is no explanation for that. Okay. And one thing I will not do is I'm not going to tolerate that because what you're trying to do is now you're trying to mentally abuse me and I'm not mm-hmm. doing, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to put up with that. Okay. Because I feel to me, I deserve better than that. At least you can say, you know what, I'm having some issues, but you know what I find people can't, don't know how to tell you they're having issues. They will suffer in silence, but yet and still give you grief while they're suffering in silence. So that's when you have to separate because you need to figure out, do I need to give this another chance or do I need to just walk away period? Because I'm not going to come back into a relationship with a person that has not tried to seek help or try to figure out why they're doing this because it's nothing but emotional and mental abuse. Okay. Um, anyway, I, you know, I got a little hot there about that because, um, it's okay. It happens. You know what I'm saying? I got, a little, I got a little hot about that because I, I experienced that and I know someone else that has experienced that. And, um, that's mm-hmm. just, that's just really messed up, passive aggressive cowardice behavior. Okay. Um, what's number seven, Professor? We coming okay, close number, to the, coming close to the end. I know. Number seven is treat you poorly and neglects you after sex. So basically, after sex is um, the sex session is completed, they leave you hanging, perhaps leaving you feeling alone, no genuine um, intimacy or feelings are expressed. So a lot of times you can see stuff like this when a person um, engages in an activity with uh, a partner that is outside of their norm, meaning that, you know, sometimes in some cases people will do certain sexual acts and they're just doing it for their partner, meaning they may engage in a threesome they may do things that they're uh, they would not normally do, and then they think by doing this it'll bring them closer to the person. And what a sexual narcissist would do is just walk away. They got what they needed, and they would give them no no affection, no attention. You know, won't call them. Will take their time, ignore their calls. So it's a lot of things that would leave the person hanging and starving and hurting. Mm. And once again, this is all part of the ability to manipulate and create this, uh, as I said, a tightly woven piece of cloth of deception and manipulation of an individual to get them to be uh, submissive and controlled by this sexual narcissist. Um, sexual narcissists or even regular, quote-unquote, regular narcissists, um, making sure that the person submits and is controlled because uh, it's, it's almost um, the same theory that or behaviors that are used by pimps. Mm. What they do is they entrap someone who is emotionally uh, vulnerable or alone. They 
bring them, you know, you can see a pimp is a sexual narcissist too because basically he entices them, charms them, gives them everything they want, and then pulls the rug from under them, forcing them to engage in sexual activities to please him mm. and therefore only giving them crumbs off the table. Mm. And when they didn't do or didn't perform, then that's when the abuse would come. That's an extreme form of this, but if you look at it, it is basically the same kind of concept. Um, neglecting the person and using affection to get the person to do what they want is and, and, uh, submissive. How, what do you think about that? Well, you know, that's, that's being submissive in a very negative light. Now, mm -hmm. as two people, you submit to each other, not one, to, not mm -hmm. one unto the other. You submit mm -hmm. to each other. Anytime you mm -hmm. engage in a relationship with anyone, you're submitting to each other. And there's nothing cowardice or punkish about it. That's just the way it goes. That's how it should happen. But mm -hmm. in this case, they want you to submit to them. So it's, again, mm -hmm. it's to satiate them or, or because it allows them to disappear from you emotionally. Okay. Now, mm -hmm. as soon as they get what they want, they disappear from you. You're left hanging, you know, you're mm -hmm. alone, you're empty. There's no intimacy because you can't tell me that when you a person that does that to you, you feel love. Hell no. You don't feel mm -hmm. no love. I don't care how you flip it, how you spin it. You don't feel any love, mm -hmm. whether this is same-sex relationship or it's mm -hmm. uh, a heterosexual relationship. Love is love. When you give it and you receive it, it's love. Mm -hmm. But if it's one-sided, that's not love. That's just gratification, okay? Now, if you're in a relationship with someone where you're just only sexually gratifying each other, even in that, there's submission, okay? It's not about you pimping me out. I pimp you out. Y'all both satisfying each other. Even that's equal, okay? But in this type of situation, it's not, okay? And that, again is still destructive very right. destructive. but also remember it's a lot of it's dominant yes when when we're talking about right. um the submission the, the submission goes the the uh person submitting it or them getting the person to submit it goes beyond regular or quote-unquote normal submission mm -hmm. and now becomes dominant because they are controlling the person's thought pleasure pain everything right so for example when i use the part about a pimp with um uh with one of the prostitutes or someone he's turning out it is dominant because now he's taking away the pleasure part and he's controlling them. And if they don't, then the, they'll feel steep repercussions. So sexual narcissist is similar in the same way because it's, it's beyond submission because they want dominance in probably a form of control. Um, that is something that is, is part of what they're doing by doing these things. Because if you control the affection, you control the emotions, you control the emotions, you control the individual. That is far more powerful because humans need emotional uh, emotions. They need human touch. You know, that's scientifically proven. Yes, it we is. Thrive on human, um, we thrive on human emotion, affection, um, love, and attention. Mm -hmm. And when any of those are lacking, right. then we're starved for them. 
So we, in many cases, we will do more for them. It's not doing more for the sexual acts, but receive affection, attention, appraisal, or, or approval, and um, love. Okay. So that's, that's really right. what we're looking for. Right. We're looking for, again, we're looking for approval. You know what I'm saying? And that's what <laughs> that's exactly what it is. We're seeking their approval, but in a very negative light and manner. Um, mm hmm What's the last the last trait? Because this is this. I mean, we we going over time here, but this is this is um, you know, this is a good subject because you know we really do need to understand um this type of behavior, this not sexual narcissistic behavior, and um, it's really just narcissism, but it's on a sexual level. But still, it is the you have the behavior of a narcissist here. So, what would be the right. last trait here? Um, it's it's a combination, which is um, which is associated with um, sexual narcissists, which is infidelity, violence, and sexual addiction. Mm. These three are a combination. Most sexual narcissists do have uh, are usually infidels. Um, a lot of times, they can be violent. And um, they can also be a sexual addict, meaning that they are never truly satisfied sexually. This is why a lot of times there's a detachment during uh, the sexual uh, acts between them and a partner because they don't really form a bond of intimacy or connection. Um, as I uh, explained earlier, that there is no sexual connection, uh, there is no intimate connection, but it is more of a physical um, connection. So for them to be sexual act, um, sexual addicts, there's that uh, usually people that are sexual addicts, uh, there's a certain amount of disconnect, even sometimes with people who are infidels, who who are who. Um, are uh, cheating on their partner there's a certain amount of disconnect for you to do that because you're breaking the spiritual and the emotional connection so that you can engage in activities with someone else so there is that those three to together okay and you know it could be a combination for some people it could be um, two of them that um, are associated with a sexual narcissist but there's always the main part that all three of these have in common is the the men, the mental emotional and spiritual disconnect that they have with their partner which would engage which would cause them to be able to engage in these activities mm. um what do you think well you know the, the all three of those combinations of infidelity um violence um Sexual, all that sums up control, you know. Because mm -hmm. um, if you're a narcissist and you're, you know, you're you're the one that um, needs to be gratified sexually, so you will cheat, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and that is a form of power over your partner, because your partner mm -hmm. really will not have any say in you going out there, um, and not necessarily you have to sexually cheat. But you may go out there and flirt, or you might be out there dating other people while you're in a committed relationship um, with mm -hmm. someone else. Um, the domestic violence, that's another one, because 
you know, um, narcissists, they do have a tendency to be violent. Um, because mm-hmm. guilt makes you violent. I don't care what nobody says. It, guilt um, in some people, when they know they're guilty and they don't want you, want, want you to know they're guilty, they get angry with you. And then it can get to another level because if you bring it to their attention of their behavior and mm-hmm. they don't pr- pr- pretty much don't like to be told what to do, they like to do the dictating mm-hmm. themselves, that, that mm-hmm. would cause violence. That really would. And, and mm-hmm. certain people it would mm-hmm. be, uh, might be a high level of domestic violence. And there is mm-hmm. a sexual addiction because, you know, you're addicted to sex. You're not addicted mm-hmm. to the person. Um, mm-hmm. You're addicted to sex. You're addicted to the act. That's your God. Sex is has become your God. So therefore, mm-hmm. you're entranced by the sex God. You know, let's, let's <laughs> right. Remember you. I remember you mentioned to me, uh, Professor. So you can't ter- you can't serve two masters. Mm-hmm. You know, and if sex is your master, that's who you serve. Exactly. You know, exactly. especially when you're addicted to it. You're not saying sex is, I don't want y'all getting out there, oh, sex is not good. No, sex is good. However, when you're in this type of situation and it's an addiction, sex mm-hmm. becomes more of a power tool. It, it, it mm-hmm. no, now you're not talking about the act of sex as much as it is the power uh, mm-hmm. to have sex when you want, where you want, who you want to have sex with. That's power. Mm-hmm. All this stuff sums mm-hmm. up into one word, control and power. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. That's well, what it is. Well, that, that's with the... Right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, that's what it is. It's about control, manipulation, mm-hmm. and power. Right. But what I was going to add to that is also that's where the violence comes in. Because if you suffer from a, uh, a certain amount of insecurities and you cannot get the control, you cannot obtain the power or you do not can obtain it or control it on the level that you would like or desire, then that's when you become violent. You use violence as the enforcer of what your will is. So that's why you will have c- cases of domestic violence. Most um, people who engage in domestic violence are usually or are narcissists in different levels. They are also pretty violent because they are trying to maintain control. And whether that's control over the finances, an individual, an act, but it can also be um, control over someone's popularity, meaning if they have a partner who has a pleasant demeanor, can get along with everyone, can do this, can do that. They want to control that. Right. So they would use violence to um, right. beat the person into submission, right. um, to control their behavior so mm. that, that that light that shines from that person can be dimmed. Mm. So that's where a lot of this comes from. It's a very powerful um, connection. You know, because like I said, these three mainly have uh, one main thing in in common, which is the ability to disconnect, disconnect on a human level, disconnect on a a personal level, disconnect on a spiritual level and an emotional level. Mm -hmm. Two things that sexual intimacy is supposed to bring together. So... um, that's uh, pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> this was wow. pretty intense. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's uh, that's intense. You know what I'm saying? And yes. um, 
you know, I just hope that some of you were able to understand some of these traits. But one thing that we want to want you to take away from what we discussed is that, you know, you can get help, you know, and um, mm -hmm. you can get help with this if you want it, you know, and mm -hmm. that can happen, you know, by, you know, seeking out counseling or going to a therapist if you really want to mm -hmm. fix this problem or this issue. Right. Um, of narcissism. What? Yes. Exactly. So, but do remember that you can always contact the professor at lovesexandrelationship.com yes. and I can refer you to therapists as well as mm -hmm. answer any questions that you may have concerning this or any other topic that we have talked about. And any conversation that you have will be strictly confidential. It will be not be passed on to anyone else. Excellent. I like so, that. That's, okay. a, that's, a, that's important. Exactly. Because we're here, we're here to inform, enlighten. Right. And, um, and we're not here to, we're not beating up on assist. anyone. We're just here exactly. to discuss. So if you, you know, yes. you know and, help, and, and helping it's important you have a healthy, right. And help, hoping that you have a healthy, we want all people to have a healthy relationship as much as possible. Um, exactly. You know, and that's that's important and that's key is to have a healthy, um, and you'll be a healthy person. And not only just mm -hmm. like I was snapping on Jack LaLanne, but, <laughs> you know, you, you know, healthy meaning physically, yes, but also healthy mentally because, you know, a lot of people build up those bodies, but they don't build up the brain. And you got to build up your brain, meaning that mm -hmm. you have to, you want to, you want to seek care. You want to get better. You want to um, be healthy in your mind. And that's important. Mm -hmm. It's good to look good, but it's even more important to be healthy in your mind. And professor, tell everybody, yes. where, 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 you know, where they can go to your website. And yes, you can. You can uh, also contact me on my website, which is pearlsofblack.com, where we also have the best, we have some of the best um, bedroom accessories and lingerie. You can ask some questions and how you can also contact us about different services. But once again, if you have any questions about any topics that we have covered, please feel free to email me at the professor at lovesexandrelationships.com and also look out for more of my posts and advertisements concerning my lovely joint ventures with Professor T. Love and Bowl of Soul over here because we're going to be doing it up good this summer. Yes, so. definitely. You know, you can catch up with me, Professor T. Love. Um, I have a podcast called A Bowl of Soul, a mixed of soul music where you can hear classic soul and new independent R&B music. You can catch um, A Bowl of Soul here on Live 365 on the same uh, same uh, radio network. A Bowl of Soul is here on Live 365 where you can listen to love, sex, and relationships on this uh, network as well, as well as listen to some classic soul and new R&B. You can catch me on the Progressive Radio Network at www prn.fm at 6 p.m. on Fridays and you know we're celebrating February is Black History Month we celebrate all of the contributions of all Africans and African Americans throughout the diaspora on Ebola Soul you can reach me at Ebola Soul at gmail.com make sure 
you like my Facebook page as well and um, you can catch me at www.abowlofsoul.com where you can catch some of my past podcasts um, in the archives and you can hear some great great soul music in the archives and one thing that we're doing is you can you, we're going to rebroadcast um, this show um, you will hear it at 12 noon every day up until mm. Tuesday of next week um, at 12 noon and at 8 p.m. we will broadcast live every Wednesday at 8 o'clock um, sorry for you know testing on y'all today um, but we're going to limit that as much as possible because we're going to get on a roll but you can hear us at 12 noon you'll be able to hear this podcast again that you just heard live at 12 noon tomorrow and you'll be able to hear it at 8 p.m. in the evening up until Tuesday we would love to have to hear your feedback Professor give them the email address again it is a professor at love sex and relationships.com and like I said you can ask us any questions and Everything that you send us will be strictly confidential. So remember, strictly confidential. So we like to uh, bid you a good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, we're going to be back on the grind again. Um, coming Yay. at you again with a live broadcast on Wednesday. Uh, next week on Wednesday. Um, we're gonna give you that date Wednesday, February twentieth, which is the last day of February, y'all. Time is moving. You know, I what know. I'm time is moving fast. But remember, you know, um, you know, it's what you do with the time. Don't worry about the time. Time always moves, but it's what you do uh with the time. So we will bid you farewell, Professor. Yes. Uh, have a great night. Yes. All of you have a great night out there. Make sure you tune into the podcast at 12 noon tomorrow or at 8 p.m. every day up until next Tuesday. So this is Professor T. Love and The Professor. And this is Love, Sex, and Relationships. And Relationships. Have a good night. Trying to make ends meet.